Welcome to Lifescapes Podcast, where our mission is to help shape the future through the past. Each week, we will bring you stories of perseverance and share life lessons to help you navigate life's tough challenges. I hope you'll join us each week as we share true stories of real people from the real world. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lifescapes Podcast. You got a little bit of Jamie last week. I hope you were excited about that. Um, I was at Disney, so I will talk to Jamie about that when we come together later. But I wanted to make sure I'm bringing you a timely recap of this week's Week four, Dancing with the Stars. We are going to call this episode, Why I Don't Like Tyra Banks. Okay, that's what we're calling this week's Livescapes episode. So I'm just going to tell you that she really got on my nerves this week. And I think I'm starting to just hate watch because of Tyra. Now we've lost my girl, Carol. She's gone off back to uh, Big Cat Rescue in Florida. P.S. Side note, sidebar. After Carol was eliminated, I was going to be in Florida. So I thought to myself, you know, Carlos, maybe we need to look into visiting Big Cat Rescue. Right? A little inside scoop. So I look it up on the World Wide Web. And... They are no longer open to the public. They have had to release some of their paid employees, which is sad. I don't like anybody having to, a uh, innocent bystander having to take a hit. But they also had this thing on their website about how much Tiger King and the lies within that documentary impacted their business. And now they're going to only offer private tours once COVID has calmed down. So anyway, I thought that was very interesting. So uh, Carol is back where she belongs. And this week, I'm just going to tell you, we did not have any weak links this week. I felt like everybody really brought it. I didn't have anyone that I was like, oh, what a disaster. So I'm just going to give you a quick recap, and then we're going to end with the five reasons I hate Tyra Banks. Okay, just want want to make sure, top five reasons I hate Tyra Banks. So we're down to 13 couples. We have a, we started this week with Nelly. We started with Nelly. He was doing the Pasadoble. That is a David favorite, the Pasadoble. It's an angry dance, probably why my husband loves it. Um, It was to all I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind. I can never give it up. And when I step up in the building, everybody's hands go up. So anyway, that was the song. It's by DJ Khaled. And uh, I have to say that song, I always play it for my daughter right before she competes in snowboard. Super cringeworthy to her, but I think it's funny. So very solid performance out of Nelly. Um, I can tell he feels a little emasculated by this whole process. You can tell when they're telling him about how to hold his hands 
and things like that, it does not, it's not his favorite thing in the world. <laughs> so, um, so I just wanted to, he's solid performance this week. The other, the, we also had um, Chrishell this week. Eh, not, you know, well, whatever. Um, she did her little package on her IVF and wanting to have a baby. So, you know, I hope you get, I hope you get what you want out of that. I'm not going to talk junk about that. I, I hate, I always hate when someone wants to have a baby and is challenged by that. So Monica Aldama this week. Uh, decided it was her time to tell her pro partner, Val Chimerikovsky, that he needed to chill with the criticism. Now, anybody that watched the documentary Cheer, I'm just going to say it, it did bother me because I thought to myself, man, I didn't see her balancing out her positive with her negative on that documentary. So, uh, I just, I thought that was funny that, that he wasn't being soft enough with her. So <laughs> whatever sister. So they did a dance to a Samba, which is a fun little dance to party in the USA. And, um, they said something to the effect of in the song, it, sa- it usually sings and the Britney song was on. And the Britney song was on and they thought it would be cute to say, and the Nelly song was on and the Backstreet Boys song was on. Oh, and Tyra just made sure to call that out. So uh, decent performance by Monica this week. Then we had Anne Haish doing the Pasa Doble as well. Um, that was my least favorite performance of the night. It was very choppy. Also, when she's on stage, during the elimination section, she's like caressing her partner's arm in a way that made me feel uncomfortable. I'm just saying, Keo, let me know if it made you feel uncomfortable because it was uncomfortable for me to watch. I'm like, stop rubbing my arm. Jeez. All right. Next up, we had Neve. Neve, my number one man, Shulman. He did some manscaping this week. He cleaned up the chest hair. It was looking much better. It's still a lot, y'all. It is still a lot of chest hair. But he did a samba, which is a very sexy dance. And I was impressed. Um, And you know what's so impressing or impressive about him is the fact that he is not a boy band uh, musician. He is not a former figure skater. He's just a regular guy. And he is out here killing it. Those are the kind of folks that I love to see come out and they're just surprisingly good. So I expect Johnny Weir to be good. He's had a lifetime of choreography, a lifetime of being taught grace, a lifetime of being taught how to hold your hands delicately in a dance. Neve has not had that. So he's killing it. And that's why I feel like he, um, he deserves a lot of props. So the next up we had Justina Machado. She did the salsa. The judges loved it. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was good. I, um, I expected her to be good at it. Her week 
one and two were my absolute favorites, but I think she's still uh, one to beat, in my humble opinion. We had Caitlin Bristow from The Bachelorette doing the Viennese waltz, or as we call it here, the Vietnamese waltz. Um, <laughs> it was good, you know, boring. Uh, Janine Mai May did the tango. It was fine. Nothing to write home about. Her mom, I thought was funny that she is voting against her in the odds to win or lose. Uh, she thinks that her daughter is not going to win this. And I, I, Mama May, I'm going to tend to agree with you, but I think she's going to stay in the competition for a while. The la- uh, We have a few more. We have Vernon, who is the in- NFL football player. He danced the tango, had some nice hip action. The judges loved it. He had, uh, he needs to work on his hands, in my humble opinion. They look like pie plates. They look like when Larry Martin is mad at me and he's waving those hands and all I see is pie plates. Jesse uh, this week did the cha-cha. I think Jesse has lost his confidence, y'all. I think he has lost his confidence and he needs to get it back. Still a snack level 10. Still going to give him that snack level 10. He just needs to needs to get his confidence back. And then we had Sky Jackson from Jesse on the Disney Channel. She danced the Foxtrot to Ordinary People. And she dedicated that dance to Cameron Boyce. And he was her co-star on Jesse. He also was in The Descendants. Um, he was Cruella DeVille's son in The Descendants. And... Uh, just a real, real sad, tragic loss of Cameron Boyce, especially all of the kids that have grown up watching him grow up. So I love that she dedicated it to that. She had the highest score of the night with her delicate little foxtrot. And I just, there's something about her that I just don't connect with. I feel like she's like this child actor that her whole life she's just been taught how to put that smile on and wave. I just want to see like true non-acted emotion out of her on the dance floor. And I'm just not seeing that yet. So, but she did have the highest score, not in my top three. I'll say that. And last, but certainly not least this week was AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys. He danced a very solid cha-cha to all you people can't you see can't you see uh and then they had the holograms of the backstreet boys behind him dancing and i'm just gonna tell you that did something for me y'all it 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 warmed me up i loved it it was amazing um so with that recap of all of the dancers we have my top three this week are uh of course Neve Shulman, who I've already mentioned. I have two top two that, that go along with that. AJ McLean. I just thought it was real good. I thought it was real fun and spicy. And then, of course, Johnny Weir in his green pantsuit doing the jive. He was amazing. He is so good. He should be good, but he is really killing it. He is my queen. I love to see it. Um, so those are my top three. So with that, I'm going to give you the five 
top five reasons why I hate Tyra Banks. And we're going to end with that. Um, so the number that we're going to start, start from the bottom. Number five reason is she was talking to Justine Machado and made the point to say, I called you when I found out you were going to be on the show. And I was asking you if you've ever danced the salsa. And that just got on my nerves because she's calling people out of the blue, trying to win them over. Number four reason I hate Tyra Banks is that in Chriselle Stouse little package, they talked about her having IVF. Well, of course, Tyra took that as an opportunity to say, oh, I also had IVF and I have a beautiful son at home and then waves at her son that we've seen every week. Honey, this is not your show. This is not about you. Okay. My number three reason was she did a mid show wardrobe change. She should have stayed in the dress she was in because she put on this dress with some god-awful accents right at the hip. And I don't know what woman needs to add a solid extra six inches of fabric poofing out right at the worst spot on their body. But it was a disaster, and I hated it. And then number two, number two and number one, I'm very, I was very torn on which one made me the maddest. But number two was... The start of the show, Tyra comes out to, I'm every woman, it's all in me, and does a full 30 to 45 second runway strut onto the dance floor. Like, she is the star of this show. It's called Dancing with the Stars. It's not called dancing with Tyra hosting this show. It was, it was just mind boggling. I don't know what producer is afraid of her to say, hell no, we're not doing that, but you need to sack up and take control of this show. Number one reason was the finale of this show. Y'all the elimination section of this show was an absolute disaster they announced all the way down that who was safe so and so safe so and so safe they send monica aldama and val you're safe that was about midway through them saying the names then they've got three couples left on the dance floor and tyra says ann and keo you're in the bottom Vernon and oh, your partner, you're in the bottom. And then that leaves Chriselle and her partner standing there not knowing what the heck to do. Then they say, oh, we need to bring Monica back out here with Val and Anne, that they're actually the bottom two. It was a huge Steve Harvey level disaster. So, and then... What I felt like was tacky in all of this was instead of saying live TV, live TV, this happens. She immediately blamed her producers and the people behind the scenes. 
I had the, I read what was on the card, y'all. I read what was on the card. We have a production issue. We have a backstage issue. We have this. We have that. Instead of just saying, hey, live TV, it happens. She immediately went into blame someone else to make me look better, which in my humble opinion, never makes you look better. Best to just own it. So those are the top five reasons Tyra Banks makes me bananas. But um, all in all, they had Monica and Anne were the bottom two. Anne was uh, unanimous, unanimously voted to go home and Monica stay, which was the right decision. But um, I read an article this morning that Anne was a very sore loser immediately stormed off the stage. I read this on page six.com. If you need my source stormed off stage, wouldn't talk to production, wouldn't talk to anybody. And then was on, had a better attitude when they had her on good morning America today. So, um, Anne was a sore loser. I felt bad because she did open up about her relationship with Ellen and how it was ahead of its time in terms of, you know, acceptance and that it really hurt her career. And I felt bad that that was something that she had chose to open up about. But at the same time, she went home for it. Um, not for that, but went home in this same episode. But I just, I felt bad that um, I felt, I felt like what she was saying was super important in terms of acceptance and that I'm sure it did hurt her career 20 years ago when that happened. So anyway, next week, y'all is 80s week. So we need to get our leg warmers, get our hairspray and get our blue eyeshadow ready because it's going to be big. 80s, 80s and 80s. Um, let's pick what we think songs we might see. Our artist, I think we're going to have some Pat Benatar. OK, I'm going to guess Pat Benatar. I'm going to guess some Journey. And maybe a Def Leppard. Maybe we'll get something from Van Halen as an honor to our man who passed away, Eddie, this week. So those are my picks on songs we might hear next week or artists. You guys have a good week. This has been a real super fast recap. I just wanted to make sure that you knew where I was at on this. Let me know if you agree or disagree about my disdain for Tyra Banks. I'm going to say the majority of the people I've talked with are on the same page with me, but I'd love to know if you disagree and why. So hit us up on social media, Lifescapes Podcast on Facebook, and you can find us on the Instagram. We don't have a lot of followers out there, probably because we're not putting out enough content. So we'll work on that. I need to, I need to put some Mr. Bigglesworth out there. All right, you guys have a good week and we'll talk to you soon. Until then, in the words of my uh, bestie for the resty, Jamie, peace out. Have you heard of Happy Coffee? Well, make your morning routine happier and smarter with Elevate Coffee. Elevate your mornings even further with new Elevate Nitro Coffee. Elevate Nitro relies on clinically improving ingredients packed into a delicious high-quality blend. Each cup of Elevate Nitro helps generate efficient blood flow, boost nutrient and oxygen delivery, naturally improves fatigue and performance, and increases energy and endurance. 
Kickstart your routine with Elevate Nitro, the smarter coffee way to start your day. To learn more about this and other products available through Elevate, please visit my independent Elepreneur website at www.homegirlgethappy.com. That's www.homegirlgethappy.com to learn more.